this podcast was talking about Thanksgiving table, actually. Um, the uh, the uh, my entire family was there. They all listened, and which I didn't realize that they all listened. So Are you serious? I'm serious. Literally, the talk of my Thanksgiving table. We talked about this podcast for about an hour and a half or two hours, and my mother listens to the podcast regularly, which I didn't even realize. <laughs> but but she loves it, and um, understanding her son has those devious deeds. <laughs> Understanding about your DVDs too, <laughs> but it's all. Hey, man, you got the vivid stories. Going to <laughs> hotels with, your, with a date and then leaving her for the hotel guest agent. Come on, <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, and my other brother, shout out to my other brother Eric. He had um, he he started hearing about it and he had not been listening. He had forgot when I sent it. So now he took from Thanksgiving, which was Thursday, by Saturday, listen to every one of our podcasts. And now he's hooked on them, too. Yeah, he listens to podcasts on regular. Literally today he called me and said, are you doing one tonight? Is it live? Can I listen tonight? So it's a very, very popular show. People love to listen. They're very, very excited about that um, as we uh, as we move forward. And I believe John got some feedback, too, right? Yes, I did. Apparently, uh, me and Josh are brothers, uh, <laughs> and apparently Mike has his voice is so polarizing that he just ends up taking over uh, the show. Right. So I, I get that, and um, and then we also need a female's perspective because we have too much of a male's approach when it comes to the topics that we talk about. I think that usually does happen, John and Mike. Tell me if I'm mistaken here. Usually anywhere in the world, if there's a barbershop, what kind of conversation would you have? I agree. And also there's male-driven podcasts that talk about dating too. However, we would love for any female who goes to a New Year Beauty Salon. By the way, Ebony already said she wants to come on. so we're Or good. works there to come on our show. But I don't think that's taken away from what we're trying to do as even. And I to go into that a bit further, which eventually we will when we talk about um, the movie uh, Queen of Slim. I, I saw a review that kind of coincided with that thought of having the agenda of going against women, especially with the beginning scene. Right. Which I'm going to – I thought it was very interesting on how – the person that reviewed it being a black woman, how she responded to it, I just, I just felt they. Uh, well, let's say before we yeah, have to get yeah, to that yeah, topic, because yeah. we got a lot to talk about here, John. And speaking of that review and what you're uh, saying, and and I'm sorry if I'm too overwhelming, but again, I am the hosting, so I'm moving everything forward. The hostess so. with the mostest. Hostess with the mostest, big mic, <laughs> and the mic. So I gotta do what I do. Um, but the girl you were getting some comments from, who's talked about the. Um, Last night you sent us right. some uh some what was she talking about on those last four uh voice voice messages? I had no idea. I asked Josh. Uh I think she was talking about I, I don't think it had nothing to do with the podcast. She was no. just throwing points. No, that's why I was lost. Yeah, yeah, she was just talking points, you know. She was talking about basically, you know, how some men Oh, interracial dating. That's what it was. Oh. And she was saying how some men um will bring down the black woman. And that's like the ultimate agenda of 
when it comes to other races, right? black women always tend to get looked past on or they always get talked down upon. And she didn't like that. It's like, if you make, it's your free choice to do whatever it is that you please, but don't bring black women down just because of whatever experience or moment or feeling that you may have had with this particular person. Not okay. all black, she was basically saying like, not all black women are the same. Not all black women are going to do this to hurt you and all that. Okay. All right, I get that yeah. point. And we'll get into that. So that's we'll what you're saying. We're going to get into real quick here because that's going to be very uh, polarizing tonight. But as you mentioned, <laughs> sports we were talking about, and you just left the barbershop, which is good because you can give us actual barbershop feedback right now. So what were they talking about with the sports now? Uh, they were talking about quarterbacks. Um, and uh, I can't I can't remember that. Uh, Which two quarterbacks you were saying? Uh, Patty Holmes and um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Right. And uh, they were giving their takes on who they would select. And Roy was giving, I can't remember his, the cat's name, but basically saying that he was happy that he chose another passion in regards to uh, topics to talk about because his sports knowledge and opinions were trash. And that <laughs> basically created this whole dispelling, <laughs> which is pretty funny because the way he did it, it was so calm, and then everything just blew up right after that. So what was the overall selection, Patty Holmes or Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. What, like, who would who, they go for? He, The other guy went for um, Patty Holmes. Right. And most of what everyone was saying was Lamar Jackson. Like they would go for him. Okay, who'd you go for? Lamar. Okay, now we're talking about now or long term? Oh, that's a great question. That's tough. Um, I'm going to go for the underdog. I'm going for my boy Lamar. He's the underdog. He's the underdog. Because I think on if you look at the stats where the NFL uh, rates the quarterbacks, I believe right. uh, Holmes has a higher rating. I think he's like the top 10 or – well, Mahomes was the MVP last season, so I, I can see that. Yeah, he has a higher rating, at least for um, 2018. He was at five or six. And yourself, Josh, if, let's say now or later, who would you take, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Hmm. I guess from what I've seen thus far, I can see why people would pick either. Me personally, I would have to watch – Lamar play more because I've already seen you know Mahomes play plenty and I think long term probably be I can actually see Jackson being better long term personally okay um but I would pick right now I pick Mahomes long term I would definitely pick Jackson and I'm opposite I think right now today I'll pick Jackson mm -hmm. because what he's doing is new and I don't think defensive coordinators have caught up with it yet so it can. I agree. I I attribute it to the Jeremy Lin effect or right. the Luka Doncic. They have that ability, but we don't know yet. There is entirely too new because Luka's impact is on par with how you know Jeremy Lin was being a sensation. I, I do think, think I do think he's better, yeah. obviously. But again, it's too 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 soon to tell right now for both Mahomes and Jackson. That's why I'm willing to see because we saw what happened once. As the point you're about to make. We saw what happened to Cam. Once they figured him out, then he was all downhill. I think I think they're both better than Cam was, uh, actually. But I do think that defense will figure Jackson out a little bit more. And I feel like that – I don't know if he has a counter yet. 
where I feel like Mahomes, his skill set of throwing the ball um, from any angle on a dime, I don't feel like there's a defense for that. I feel like he could be like Drew Brees or Tom Brady, but also with the ability to move. I Not mean, move like Jackson, but it can move. But I feel like that would be the same argument for, excuse me, for Jackson, especially since he's going to improve his throwing over time. We shall see. I, I, I probably so you think, think he, you think he can't throw? I think he can throw, but I think, I think Mahomes is like the best thrower in the league, and then there's like um, Drew Brees and uh, Aaron Rodgers who are right there, then a few more. And then it's like Jackson. So I feel like he's nowhere near Mahomes as a thrower. Well, again, that's that's fantastic. I just think that his throwing motion and his range of motion is a benefit now, but as he gets older, it would be a detriment, personally. Right. And also, if he's really running this much, you know, and not knock on wood, but hopefully he doesn't get one of those hits where he does wind up getting injured. But you can get injured sitting in the backfield, too. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like that. I don't know. I, I feel like that. Long term, I would take, like I said, right now, even next maybe two, three years, I think it'll take time to catch up with Jackson's skill set. But, like, to your point, they caught up with Cam eventually. So, you know, I would have to see what's going, you know, go forward. Yeah, but that would count for Mahomes as well. I mean, but 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 his style is kind of like Aaron Rodgers. And they're still, Aaron Rodgers still doing thing 10, 12 years later. Whatnot. I think that style is not something you catch up to because it's just, you know, it's just different, I guess, in my opinion. But that's a good argument. I wish I was there to have it and whatnot. Especially with Roy. Roy's hilarious. So <laughs> he got loud too. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> speaking of that, right? So that last uh, cap uh, shop files. Yes. Our most downloaded podcast um, where Roy is on there, and um, I've, I've people who've listened to that who are from White City actually agree with Roy his take on the whole White City part about how you know. Cops have harassed them, and he's did the same thing that people in Trent has dealt with, and also how people from different other cities look down upon them because they're from the suburbs. Well, let's not forget where Trayvon Martin was murdered. This is true. Exactly. So it's funny because what's funny about that podcast is that people listen to it, and Roy goes off for like 10 minutes. They were like, I forgot what you were talking about, Cap. <laughs> because Roy on his tangent talking about what white city. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They were talking about Cap. <laughs> Yo, does Roy listen? Huh? Does he listen? He should. I gave him everything. I gave him the, I gave him the iHeart. I gave him the, I actually put it on his phone to make sure that he listens. So Roy should, shout out to Roy. He should be listening right now. Um, since we're on sports already. Uh, so, so last time I was talking about how Melo came back in the NBA which was a good look for him. Now he's my player of the week, but it wasn't really the greatest week, you know, but he did win it. So you being a basketball uh, player and fan. Savant not named Levant. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> um, do you think it was justified or kind of sentimental? Both. Okay. I think it was justified based upon his age and impact and how he came back personally. Because that's the closest he's going to get to the most improved player. Right. So he had to get one award. So he gave him that one. But so, it's not like he ain't ball either. But he did a lot better than people anticipated. So I think that's why you give him he's earned that personally. What do you What do you think? Does he want player of the week? No. Okay. <laughs> so, and isn't the trouble what, with the Trailblazers, what is it? The playoffs one right to, now, one to they three? Were, they, were, they were three, I know, that week. Yeah. When he won player of the week. So they had a good week. <laughs> do you think Melo is going to be good for a long term or do you think it's like his last hurrah? 
Jonathan. as of right now, I think it's the last hurrah. Unless if he does something better to change, this is for. I mean, I guess if you look at it from, um, from what he's doing in comparison to like the average NBA player in regards to the points he's doing, what is it like fifteen plus points a game? Seventeen. Oh, fifteen plus points. Right, right. <laughs> I guess, but he's not really doing anything to what he's done in the past. Right. And basically with the compare especially coming in with LeBron and all the I feel like with everything that he got in the past of when, when he started with the Nuggets and what he was supposed to do. Okay. And now what he's doing now, it's just like you'd expect better for him for the type of player he was. So overall, you don't feel like he lived up to expectation? No. Okay, how about you, Josh? Hmm. I mean, I'd be curious to see what Melo's expectation for himself was because maybe he did. Because he got paid. He got to play where he wanted to play, which was the Mecca. Right. So, again, at the end of the day, these still are people. So yeah, yeah. coming from you know, a certain area in Baltimore. Right, right, right. So right now he's winning. Okay. In terms of life. And if we're going to be honest, he never really had a shot to compete with LeBron, personally. I, I, I can agree with that. And he's a, he's a baller. He knows that. Just physically. Even when they were in high school, it's just, no. However, Melo can still ball in certain situations. So it's just it's just one of those things. So at, at this time in his life, he's probably just trying to contribute on a winning team. So this is probably an audition to be one of those veteran players on oh, a championship team. Yeah, I can see that. Now, how hard was it to not play for a year and then get a call and play a week later, 30 minutes a night? Well, I, we saw from social social media that Melo was still training at the, that gym. Right, in but New not York playing City. competitive NBA ball. ball yeah. Well, yeah, you you don't have your game reps. Lifetime. The gym. Oh, right, right, yeah. 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 Your game reps, you were saying? Yeah, I mean, this different game speed, but you can still simulate that with, you know, scrimmages. And if we're going to be completely honest, the NBA regular season is all scrimmages. They're not, you know, they're not playing to their best ability at all times unless it's a nationally televised game. So I'm not trying to listen to an episode right now, and that's what comes up. Are they in Brazil? No, Philadelphia. <laughs> really? Let me see what comes up. Why is it a website and not like yeah. the app? I, don't know, I sent the link. You sent a Spotify link? Mm-hmm. This one. So, do they have the Spotify app? By the way, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher. Yeah, apparently someone's trying to listen to the episode right now and have an issue, but we're going to get it all cleaned up. Moving on on the show, though, not to get any lag time here. Um, Just a little bit of news, uh, interesting news. Uh, Master P apparently, apparently is starting a ramen noodle business. Um, but it's uh not your average type of ramen noodles. That's more I was reading about it. There's some intricate flavors. It comes in like a bowl. Um, you can use. There's like uh, and it's flavors that that go along with uh his culture in New Orleans. Cajun, Cajun flavors, Cajun gumbo sponsors, type gumbo. of. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be gangbusters, right? All types of stuff and whatnot. So, how do you feel about that? Huh? Uh, well, I mean, I personally don't eat ramen noodles, uh, but. 
in regards to the fan base that Master P definitely has a stronghold in, I think it's a great move for him, and especially where he's dominating with the rap snacks already. I think it's just a, another great element to take advantage of because, you know, with your consumer base, I mean, a, a lot of people eat ramen noodles. Right. And why not capitalize on it? He's done the same thing with his sneakers, the manyatis. Why not capitalize on things that you know your base is is purchasing? And I think it's a good look for him, especially even doing a, a different look as opposed to doing the regular chicken flavor and the beef flavor. He's adding those southern spices to it to really entice the customers of wanting to purchase his product. And I haven't tried it, but it looks good. <laughs> I, can, I will say that it did, it did look good. Again, <laughs> I don't know why he had on a chef coat to make noodles, but it hey, did look just good. Just likely he was trying to try out for the NBA, right? He's going all the way. He's going all the way. So that, again, I have to give a lot of credit to Master P because he's always been on this entrepreneurial wave before it was even popular. He did. So it's starting No Limit Records, even though it didn't have the success of, let's say, like a Rockefeller, you know, Rockefeller or anything of that ilk or even Cash Money, right? Yeah. He was still always doing that. He had he had Lil Romeo have a Cribs episode. Like, who was thinking like that? Right. And he he wasn't a great rapper, but he sold albums. So, as Master V. So, he was always, you know, doing that and still doing it now. Now, do you think the price point should be at the same price as our standard ramen noodles? Or if it was more, would you say, nah, I'm just get the cheaper ones? And adding on to john's brilliant business points it depends on their market strategy what's going to be a win for them is it going to be you know pricing them out so having a lower price and doing volume or are you actually trying to compete and make it the same price and see who which one is actually better if it was more i mean you don't eat them anyway right no <laughs> and anyway. i i mean i love ramen noodles okay so if it was more more money would you buy it let's say if it was what if ramen noodles? Twenty five cents, I guess, out of a pack. I never, you know, I just, uh, I don't even know how much it costs. Yeah, like it's it. like four for a dollar. All right, let's say twenty five cents. Let's yeah. say if his were like sixty five because he's got the special flavors or whatever's going on. Would you be like, come on, bro? I mean, but it's still a small, you know, a lower price point anyway. So right. even if it's more, that might be a great way to increase the margins. Could still low either way. Right. Okay, I get what you're saying. And. You know, the flavors, like from what I've seen, uh, I think it would really do good, especially I know a lot of his, his base is in the in the New Orleans, the New Orleans area, the NOLA area. Um, yeah, that really culture do. element was dope. And with the flavor choices, I do think it would definitely do better, especially with people when especially a lot of people down in the South support black businesses. Mm -hmm. And Master P already has a stronghold in that particular area. He does. So I think it's a great idea. I think it will do well. Okay. I mean, I think so, too. I agree. I love his business mindset. Again, like John, I don't eat ramen noodles. It's been like many, many years as I have, and I won't. But <laughs> I will tell people they they do eat ramen noodles. Let's get Masterpiece ramen noodles just to support the black culture. And I right. like the fact that we're doing things to kind of um, move forward uh, in the black culture. Mm -hmm.